A huge welcome to everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for episode two of Second Operator, a live stream podcast dedicated to portable desktop synthesizers and Dallas music creation. I'm your host, Shines. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to start with the latest in portable synthesizer news, and then we're going to move things right along to our live interview with the incredibly talented Ainsworth, the musician. I want to give a huge shout out to our wonderful community here on YouTube live, as well as on Instagram. Thank you so much for following me on various platforms. It means the world to me to have your support. Your feedback has been incredibly helpful in getting the pace of the show flowing and helps me to deliver the content that you want to either watch or uh, listen to. Shout out to the entire community for your awesome support. All right, let's get on with today's news. Actually, more like this week's news. We're going to kick things off with a little bit of uh, some stories from NAM 2023 happening this week. NAM is a trade show dedicated to the latest in music technology. And they are, um, I thought they were going to be going on Friday, but it seems like they've actually started some things uh, this week. And they've been announcing a lot of really cool stuff as this week has progressed. So the first item that I wanted to bring up is... Uh, something really, really awesome, something that I'm thinking about getting into myself. It has a lot to do with Dallas music. It is, of course, the PolyEnd Tracker. PolyEnd, um, the PolyEnd Tracker Mini was just announced, uh, actually just yesterday as part of the NAM 2023 showcase. Um, PolyEnd is a company best known for its well, tracker hardware. Um, they unveiled the PolyEnd Tracker Mini. It's a portable standalone version of the uh, PolyEnd Tracker. It looks uh, kind of like a handheld gaming device. Um, looks a little bit more like a portable kind of handheld thing than its bigger brother, but it has all the same sequencing and sampling capabilities um, that its bigger brother has. It's got a beautiful display screen with a bunch of hardware buttons around it. And it's got a whole bunch of other features that um, really I can't wait to read about more as news uh, starts coming out. Seems like it's available for pre-order currently right now at $699, uh, which is incidentally the same price as the regular PolyEnd Tracker. So that's an interesting little uh, tidbit there. Um, looking at its design a little bit closely, it does seem to be inspired maybe directly by the M8 or the Mate Tracker from Dirty Wave. Here's a picture of it here. It's got the same sort of screen. The UI looks very similar. It's got a bunch of hardware buttons on it as well. These little Game Boy type trackers, I think, are getting, um, especially standalone trackers like this, they're probably going to get a lot more popular in the coming years just due to their portability, um, standalone versatility, um, and just being able to have something like this on the go, especially as we start moving away from computer hardware. Um, this is the bigger brother, the PolyEnn Tracker. As you can see, it's a lot bigger. It's not battery powered like the mini version is. So definitely a huge change uh, coming around that is very exciting uh, to follow. Moving on to the next bit of news here, we actually have a new portable synthesizer joining our Dallas family. We're talking about something called the Instacord, and it was created by a man called Yuichi Nagata from Japan, and it's currently live up on crowdfunding platforms. It looks like a small guitar. It sort of resembles an Omnicord if it were a flying V style instrument. Um, but unlike the Omnicord, it has pads instead of um, the metal plate that you strum. So these are buttons. You can press them. You can strum them. You can hold them down. It just seems like the expressiveness of this instrument is going to be what sells it and what's going to 
you know, really, really make this instrument stand out. Looks like it also has a screen on it that's going to display some of the chords that you're playing, um, some information about maybe the sounds that are coming out of it, and um, which is which is pretty cool. And it seems like the whole instrument is battery powered, which is very nice to have. And it has all the MIDI connections and the ports that we love to see in all of our portable instruments. It's also got a built-in speaker, so you can kind of take it on the go, have little jams out outside on a nice day like we're having uh, lately here in April. So definitely keep an eye on this instrument as they break into the international crowdfunding market. Um, yeah, we're excited to see where this is going to take us. So with the news out of the way, let's go ahead and get into our interview. Coming at us live from Toronto, please give a very warm welcome to Ainsworth, the musician. Ainsworth is a composer, producer, and musician who makes everything from synth pop to lo-fi and has an absolutely stunning Instagram profile if you have yet to see it. Let's go ahead and bring Ainsworth to the show. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty well. It's good to have you with us here today. And you're coming at us from Toronto, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are how are things up there right now? Uh, things are doing great up here. Weather has uh, been really, really nice the past couple of days. It's felt like a, an early summer, so it's been Okay, a treat. cool. Hopefully not too hot. No, no, just right. Nice. Cool, man. Well, it's really good to have you here. I mean, you're a very talented musician. I've been looking at your Instagram stuff for quite a while now, and you definitely post very consistently, which is really cool to see. Um, but let's maybe start with getting into some of your background. Would you maybe give us a little bit of an introduction, how you got into music? Yeah, okay. How I got into music was probably at the beginning of high school, I think was the first time. I guess you could say I was doing anything serious other than messing around. I guess playing guitar and nice. singing were the first two things I tried okay. uh, my hand at. Nice. And then throughout most of my, you know, early music career, vocals was kind of my main thing. Mm. Like I've always played guitar, but more as like a, a utility than really like, you know, it, 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 yep. I've never been, I would never describe myself as being a guitar player. Cool. So, so it's like a, more tool. of an accompanying kind of tool for you. Interesting. Yeah. You started with guitar. So when, when did you get into uh, keyboards and synthesizers and, and such? That has been a very recent thing in my life, actually. I, I've always wanted to, mm -hmm. but it's not something that I ever really invested the time in. I think a lot of people, you know, noodle around on instruments when they play in bands, but mm -hmm. no one really ever takes the time outside of their given tasks. So I kind of just focused on singing for many years. And then aside from that, I basically learned electronic music production exclusively just on the computer. And and that was something that I, I started really at the end of high school and I've been doing ever since. And so a couple years ago, I started to dabble more in playing keys and just as a MIDI keyboard initially. And obviously Everything's really spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> wow. So it's really recent that you got into starting to write specifically for the inst the instruments that you play now. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything else wow. I did before, other than just singing and knowing like mm -hmm. the basic ability to record a demo, everything cool. else I'd done was just like drawing MIDI on in like FL Studio. Like I had no Whoa. ability to play keys at, at all before this Instagram, like I've learned in, in front of everybody. Oh my God, that's incredible. Cause like you do actually shred on the keys now. Um, <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, you, you have become quite the um, perform the performer. I've, uh, so I've seen in your, um, in your videos. So, wow, that's really cool. Um, yeah, actually really curious. Like how, 
when you started with guitar, how how did that transition from strings to buttons to to keyboard? How how did that feel? Ah, oh, man, they don't they don't translate over really that well. Yeah. And if there's anything <laughs> that I would say to somebody who's who's trying to pick up an instrument from from the beginning, like start with keys, don't start with guitar. <laughs> like it doesn't they don't translate over at all. Like I can play accompaniment on guitar mm-hmm. and and pretty good rhythm guitar and and I'm a good guitar player in the studio, but I would never play like in a live setting. It just it requires a lot more re- rehearsal than I'm willing to put in. <laughs> basically i feel you on that i feel you on that um no that's great when you started with guitar like what what's um or started writing music what would you say was like a genre or what style would you say you were playing i I think when i was younger it was all very much like rock from you know the 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 time period i grew up in like the mid to late 90s and into the early 2000s is when i sort of came of age so i was really into like you know incubus and I remember being very influenced by Block Party and a few other bands from that era, The Strokes, obviously. Nice, nice. So, so that really drove my early interests in in you know indie music and rock. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, since I was a child, I, I always really loved dance music and 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 contemporary pop and stuff. So my electronic music production always sort of was going in that direction simultaneously. And when the, around 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. when Electro was humongous, I really was able to capitalize on that and did quite a bit of, you know, live DJing and, and had like a pretty solid following with electronic music at that point in time. Uh, I produced under the name Tape Deck Bros back then. And this was like before, you know, any of the platforms that exist now, basically. We're talking like back at MySpace and uh, you know, hype machine, and when music blogs were how everyone got their music wow. back then. There was no streaming platforms, right? So it was right. Really different. I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. MySpace having the um the little like track selector that you can use to kind of play some of your songs. And did you yeah. like? Yeah, I used to like post stuff on MySpace and then just go over to Facebook and be like, "Hey, here's a new song." Those come up in my Facebook memories every now and then, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like just and Facebook oof. was huge for 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 promoting shows and, and everyone connecting. Yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, I don't even, I'm not even on Facebook anymore personally, but Whoa, you know, changed, interesting. that's pretty unique. Um, okay. Really, really cool stuff. I was going to say um, one, the one thing that I have noticed about the music that you're posting on Instagram is um, you are very melody centric. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because you're a singer that actually yeah. makes so much sense now that your melodies are basically your, you know, the, the lead, uh, lines for some songs and um yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm just wondering so when you put a track together do you usually start with the melody or do you usually you know how how does a track get uh built for you i've tried to explain this to people for years and <laughs> when i was collaborating with other people it was it was trickier than it is when i'm just you know being the main contributor or usually the only contributor mm-hmm. with the, my Instagram posts, but I, I write in my head and I know that mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to explain to some people. You either get it or you don't, but like I'll, I'll hear sometimes everything you're hearing in that jam in my head. And I'll have to like dash into my studio and try to get that idea down as fast as I can. So usually the jams that I'm, I'm uploading are like a click track mm-hmm. and the song playing in my head. And I just lay it down and then, that's it. And then every part I need to add over top of it, I just do after that. Wow. Sometimes it's all happening at once. It really just depends on what instrument I'm, I'm working with. Ooh, interesting. So um, yeah. 
I also notice you have an OP1 field. Does that do, sort yeah. of help speed things up? Is that just sort of like, do you use it almost in that way of like, oh, I need to quickly get an idea down. Where's my OP1? Do you use it Absolutely. sort of like that? I mean, a lot of the synths that I work with are, are mm-hmm. like that. I got the OP1 because, you know, A, I feel like I've graduated to the point where I wanted something that I could do a little bit more with, nice. uh, you know, and, and I just, I've always wanted one. I, I'm really happy with how it sounds. And yeah, I, I love the idea of stuff that like gets me off of the computer as much as I do use the computer to, to make the majority of my work, right. the creation phase, I think it's, it's really benefit to get off of your computer. I used to spend forever just cycling through synth presets and making ideas that never went anywhere and i would do that almost every day and at some point i was just like why aren't i just at least showing people this you know and so i was like i'm just going to find a way to share this online and then transitioning to using hardware was just a a, a natural progress i think like i don't think i intended to do this Mm -hmm. it just sort of happened you also mentioned it was somewhat of a like an addiction that you just kind of fell into and you got one keyboard and then you just kind of started getting other ones. And that makes a, a whole lot of sense. Oh, that's a really cool, sure. that's that's an awesome way that you kind of segued into sort of the Dollis worlds. Like you still do make your, you know, studio albums in a DAW. Um, and, but what we're seeing on your Instagram are sort of like your, you know, maybe your scratch tracks or your, the ideas before they get, um, fully made into a concept. So it's kind of cool. Like I like, I like seeing your little sketchbook of musical ideas. Yeah. yeah thanks. It's, it's the best yeah. way for me to also sort of get a, another level of filtration for what the good ideas are and the less good ideas. Not that I really let anyone else's opinion influence me too much when it comes to what I choose to work on and not, because it's hard to know what's good and what isn't. Everything's objective, right? So right, right. You gotta music, yeah. trust. You have to. Yep. You have to trust your own taste. If you're not making music that you like, then what are you doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how do you gauge that? Do you do you gauge it with like Instagram engagement, or do you just like listen I, to it a whole lot, or? I think a bunch of different things are, 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 will, will teach me lessons from stuff I, I share on Instagram. A lot of those is, is like con- like conquering lack of confidence or like things mm-hmm. like imposter syndrome. Like there's a lot of times where I'll do something and I'll think, well, that was bad, but I'm committed to this, you know, project and this, you know, experiment, if you'll call it. Yeah. So sometimes I'll, I'll upload something that I, I really didn't feel good about. And, and very frequently, those will be the ones that will do the best, that will get the most <laughs> views, that people will have the most to say about. So just never get in your own head. And maybe some people get in their own heads more than others, but I definitely can be hard on myself. But I'm a way less hard on myself than I used to be now that I have more people to bounce ideas off of and the feedback that I get through Instagram nice. and, and the other social media platforms that I, I share my music on. That is awesome, man. I mean, that's actually really good advice, I think, for people that are still sort of on the fence about coming into the Synthagram or Synthesizer Instagram community. Just post it, mm. you know, like Absolutely. If, if, it, if you think it sounds like, you know, awful, just try it out. Just try posting something and you might be surprised with the results.
Yeah, for sure. There's lots of people that probably can't stand the stuff that I post, and that's totally fine <laughs> because you know there's just as many people that that are interested, and in, and that's that's good. You know, art is subjective, and not everything is for everybody. So don't ever let that discourage right. you from making whatever weird original stuff that you nice. want to put out. You know. Yeah, and some people just don't like melody. You know, I don't I don't know why. But <laughs> sure, and I love. It. And to be honest, like I, I spend a lot of my time listening to stuff that couldn't sound more different to what I'm making, right? Like and like yeah. I love. Listening yeah. to 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 weird squelching modular jams and stuff like that. That mm. stuff's co- really cool to me. You know, it's just awesome. I'm not yeah. going to go out and immediately do that because I'm seeing someone else do it. I, I'm trying to do my own thing. Right. Have you ever thought maybe to get into modular? Has that world kind of been? I- calling i am mm-hmm. i am actually and i have like a small skiff right here that i'm working on what? and so oh, I, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll be posting <laughs> some stuff from that soon i'm always i'm always working on something in the background that i haven't shared with everybody yet like i try to learn a little bit about whatever i'm working with before i start posting about it nice. because almost immediately i get dms from people asking me questions and i feel like if i'm posting about this stuff i'd like to be able to intelligibly talk about it with people right i'm not right. like a i'm no by no means like a gear expert and i can't really talk about like detailed like you know synth modeling stuff right all oh, the specifics and, and yeah I, yeah and, and i'll get there eventually i can feel you know i feel that happening to me very progressively much like you know my piano playing and stuff but uh I like to talk to people about it, so I try to know as much as I can. That is so awesome. Let's actually um, play one of your tracks here. I kind of want to play the one that you do on um, your OP1 field. I believe it's just called OP1 field on a Sunday or Sunday vibes or something like that. I love it. I think it's it's really great. Um, Let's hear that. And then let's come back and talk a little bit more about how your Instagram account grew into what it is now. Um, So let's go ahead and run the outro. That was OP1 Field Sunday Vibes. That is um, absolutely beautiful sound. So can you tell us a little, little bit about maybe some of the inspiration in this track? Um, how did how did this one kind of come into being? If you well, if it's if yeah. it's if it's an OP1 jam, then I'm literally just turning it on and trying to figure out what's happening and just going with it because it, it is it it's a workflow that I'm not familiar with and I don't like to get too Mm. into something too fast i have like a lot of different stuff to play with and i could easily just forget about everything else i'm doing and get lost in the op1 field so what i'm doing with it right now for these initial jams Mm -hmm. is trying to have a very innocent and basic approach to it so i find a synth preset i like or a couple different parameters i can tweak and i just go for it so this was like a very much like what i said to you before i had a an idea in my head i heard that preset and i was like one two three action nice. and i just ran for it and yeah. it was probably I, i'd have to look back but in most cases unless i'm doing something very difficult yeah. rhythmically i usually get it in one or two takes and then we just go from there wow. so, so this one i probably recorded that initial 
like vocal sounding line first and then was probably you know humming along whatever was the baseline kind of backing groove in my head and and i probably like usually that was done probably within 30 minutes to an hour the whole thing like i try not wow. to spend any unnecessary time on it yeah just yeah. make sure that it doesn't sound like garbage and that everything <laughs> is somewhat audible um and, and then it's and just throw it up online and then go on with my day you know and then on to something else like i try not to think about it too much at all that is absolutely awesome that makes so much sense um yeah how, how do you use the um just out of curiosity how do you use the tape on op1 is, do you delete it all the time or um i haven't really figured out how to use it properly yet not not in a way that that has worked for me yet mm -hmm. i think until i make a point of being like okay this is going to be a series where everything is specifically just coming all from the OP one entirely. I'm kind of ignoring that function for now and playing it just like a synth with some nice presets. Like I'm obviously spending a lot of time outside of jams, messing around with all the parameters and learning oh, how yeah. the tape recording function works. Oh, so but fun. one thing that one, one mm -hmm. thing that I, I I've watched some of your jams with the OP one and, and other people, oh, I'm very impressed with your ability to, to bounce through all of its different functionality. That's not something that I've really ever had a lot of practice doing. So it's something that I'm working on and I'll probably get a lot better. I can tell you right now, nice. that, like I can see myself in the future doing a live set with just the OP one and the dig attack. Like that's something I would like to do. Oh my God. So I'll, those probably are, yeah. I'll probably record some of those and share them online before I end up doing it in person. But that's something that I'm working towards right now. That is super cool. I Actually, I cannot wait to see that. Um, mm -hmm. OP1 and Dig Attack, that's really just match made in, like sampling match made in heaven right there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I picture the Dig Attack basically being like my back band cool, and cool, cool, cool. OP1's kind of being the performance synth. But yeah, no, I, I just, I, as soon cool. as I had yeah. those two things yeah, together, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can see a lot of potential in this setup. And I actually, I, it's really awesome to get an insight into how you actually craft the um, music itself where you start once again you start with the melody you kind of hum it and then you sort of hum the backing parts as well i think um i think i'm not alone in thinking that i'm, I'm definitely going to try that later because <laughs> like right now i'm like yeah. dealing with sequencers and like arpeggios and just doing stuff that i don't know sometimes it is better to just kind of feel the groove and if you sing something it can really you know, it's a lot. I think it sounds a lot more natural, and that actually makes a lot of sense with um with some of the jams that you've posted. It really does seem like very natural, organic uh, music. So that is that is super duper cool. I use a lot of harmony as well. I mean, it, it, in the way I wrote vocals, I mean, I, I hear it now, especially because you're asking me to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's it, I, I do basically write my synth parts the same way I would write a vocal line. Like you'll often yes. hear rather than using like multi voiced chords mm -hmm. i'll play like single notes of different synth tones cool. overlaying each other and another thing i really do a lot and i mean i've been doing this for years but it's it's much more so now that i produce with hardware all the mm -hmm. time is i really don't like to quantize things i really like long takes nice. i like things to not be perfect so i, I spent used to spend all this time faking that and it, I found out it's a lot easier to be at a time when you're just not that good at playing. So now I just do it that way. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, but it really does make it sound more organic rather than, um, you know, than it something does. that's over quantized and, and, and you know, pinpoint precision or whatnot. Do you have the same sort of um, so you have the same sort of attitude when it comes to your actual 
uh, studio stuff as well. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any any work that I'm doing for anybody that I've been hired to for, you know, background music mm-hmm. or things that I'm just making for myself, it's like absolutely there's like I have a an obsession with like imperfection in music. Cool. I think that because I had so many years where with just basic understanding of producing electronic music mm-hmm. i think the thing a lot of people are frustrated with is just sort of how plastic and and unmusical it can sound it just feels mm-hmm. very like a person never made this and when i would yeah. share my music with other mm-hmm. musicians who i respected and appreciated many would be dismissive of what i did because i mm-hmm. think they just didn't really understand the process and it didn't help that everything was literally just being drawn on a computer screen wow. so over time i learned about how important it is to like you know it make music a little less perfect and, and to have things a little bit out of time. And I, I do, like, I say this to people in cool. DMs all the time, like, how did you make the bass sound like that? You know, I'll be like, well, number one, probably you need to pull everything a little bit off the grid because if, if everything just right. feels very static and has no dynamic to it, mm-hmm. all of these things add dynamic and flow and feeling and human humanity to the groove. So I, I do, I spend a ton of time doing that, even in, these little jams, I think about that stuff a lot. Wow, that is amazing. That's a really good insight into your writing process. So you actually, so people are asking you a lot of questions about writing. I mean, obviously, I am. <laughs> I mean, that's, it really shows in your music. Like, you really do know you have something that I think a lot of people want in their own music. And whether it be, you know, the organicness of a, of um, how a track sounds or just melodies kind of interweaving and such. Uh, I think that's really special. I mean, obviously your, your Instagram, you have over 5,000 followers, I think right now. Yeah, like five and a half or something. Wow. So close to that. Yeah. Can, you, um, can you tell us a little bit about how that audience grew into what it is today? Yeah, pretty, pretty steadily okay. since I started. Um, I, I definitely had to work a lot at you know, making connections in before the synth community, just, just with other friendly Mm -hmm. independent musicians who wanted to support each other. And frankly, I found myself way more enthusiastic when I spent as much time interacting with other people as I did hoping people were coming to interact with me. If you think you can just show up on social media and, and just, become instantly famous because you're talented (laughs) that might happen but it probably won't it's pretty hard to get noticed these days Mm -hmm. so unless you really want to be doing it and you really want to you know be involved in in a community or no other creators to keep yourself inspired like that that's that's how you'll grow so at first it was you know add somebody and they'll Mm -hmm. add you back and and like their posts and they'll like yours and and then you get inspired by other people that you meet and you find on there and and like i told you before i slowly started to to buy gear the first thing i bought was the the Korg Volca sample. Oh, cool. I, I just wanted a, a drum machine that was as cheap as possible <laughs> so I could play like guitar over top of it. Nice. And put something on onto Instagram, right? Like I didn't care what. I was uploading almost every day. I was just singing and, and goofing around. But you and and I I didn't delete any of these old videos. Anybody can go back and watch them. I'm not embarrassed, you nice. know. And 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 they and I I was really immediately into Dollist stuff and saw that a very enthusiastic community there and started to meet all, you know, people like yourself and, and, and just got 
more and more inspired and got more and more ideas. And every time I would level up in terms of my quality of posts, I would just see the increase in followers start to go more and more. And, you know, every once in a while, there'll be a lull. But generally Mm -hmm. speaking, the growth has been pretty steady since I've started. I mean, that speaks a lot about not just the quality of your music, but also just you being a bro, man, like, that's great. Like you are going out there, you're reaching out to people and you're actually trying to connect the community together. And I think that is almost more important than the music sometimes. That's amazing. Absolutely. I yeah. ignore anybody or I answer every comment, you know, nice. I, I, nice. I know how much I appreciate it when somebody who I'm inspired by takes the time to, to talk to me or yeah. follows me or answers my questions. And, and I know it's, it, it can be very exciting for people to get that response. I'm not trying to boost myself up here or anything, but <laughs> I can tell how pumped it is, how pumped some people are when I, when I answer them. And it's not, a, it's my pleasure. You know, I will do it forever. I, there's no amount of followers I can gain where I'll be too busy to not interact with the people people that was very very happy to hear back from you so that's well, really really cool pleasure. yeah absolutely as soon as i yeah. saw what you were doing that's exactly what i'm this is exactly what i'm into i'm, I'm cool. happy to be part of this anyone doing this Hell yeah call me nice I'm in. yeah no that's thank you so much um i was gonna ask you so uh, aside from the instagram community is there maybe like a physical community around your area in toronto that you maybe do meetups with or have you kind of reached out or met anyone from there so not, not personally. I mean, I, I don't know of anything going mm-hmm. on like that in Toronto for like synth or, or anything like that mm-hmm. specifically. That doesn't mean that I'm not interested in making that happen. I'm sure that there are groups of people. I, I live in a very big city. It's not like a small community. Right. So there's yeah, probably big. an incredible, you know, <laughs> Korg Volca <laughs> hangout group Meetup that group. I don't yep. know about, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's probably a lot of that going on, but, but for me personally, and some of the people that I know in this community, I, I, that is something that I'm going to start up. Like I said to you, I do plan on doing some live hardware shows. Yeah. And I think when that happens, that's going to be my opportunity to bring in a few people who I've had conversations with and get some like-minded individuals and to start doing stuff like that here. Not, and I'm sure, and I'm sure in doing that, I'll find other groups of people who have already been doing that and are doing a great job. That's so cool. I, well, I'm I'm excited for you to link up with them, and I'm also really excited for you to start, you know, to to play live um, shows with a, with your hardware setup as you've um, described it. So that's going to be fun. If you ever do um, decide to go on tour, uh, keep I, I'm in North Carolina, so please keep us in uh, in mind. You know, we're the bir- uh, yeah, birthplace that's... of Moog. Like it's a it's a fun place to be. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I noticed a lot of people that I follow and follow me back are from there. So yeah. you guys must have some great scene going on down there. It's interesting. I think we're just getting the scene connected here. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different pockets of, uh, you know, different modular or whatnot here in, in North Carolina. But I think we're still trying to connect the dots a little bit. And once we do we will be unstoppable. But um, <laughs> until we do, you know, there's a lot of room for growth. I mean, in Toronto, uh, here, you know, North Carolina as well, like there's, it's just exciting when you can actually meet and, um, you know, jam and stuff together and like geek out about synthesizers um, and stuff like that. So it's really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. Speaking of exciting, I kind of wanted to shift things over to your newest EP. Um, I don't, I'm not sure okay. how much I'm allowed to say, but do you want to maybe introduce it or say something about um, the track that um, that you sent me earlier today? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm working on a few different things this year. I'm trying to 
upload some more diverse examples of my abilities as a composer, while at the same time not getting too far away from the synth-based and experimental nature of the content I post on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So this is a... I haven't really had to explain this out loud yet, but I guess it's it's a it's a it's a study of hardware synthesizers, experimental music, and my love for like cinematic score. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a movie to score right now, but man, would I like to, or a video game or anything like that. I've worked on some projects like that, and I and I really want to do more. And some of the feedback I've got from industry professionals is you need to have examples out there. So this is a a very obvious attempt at showcasing something very much in that direction. So this is a cinematic score piece. There are, are three of them and they are about nature. They are about the cold spring in Canada. And there's a series of three. This is the first of the three. It's called the marshlands. And I filmed it on my phone on a really cold and uncomfortable day. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, we're talking Canada cold, too. I mean, that that must have been freezing. It's cold. It, yeah. it looked it didn't look as cold as it was. <laughs> it was colder <laughs> than it looked. <laughs> wow. OK, cool. Well, let's go ahead and play that track now. And then when we come back, we'll conclude with a couple different community shout outs, any upcoming things that you um that you also want to shout out or plug. Let's go ahead and listen to The Marshlands by Ainsworth, the musician. the marshlands by ainsworth the musician thank you so much for sharing that track with us here that was incredible so cinematic um and i i actually think your filmmaking was pretty good too thanks well i actually (laughs) do that 
as a job too not not oh, on wow. a super professional level yeah. but on a social media level so I oh yeah that's I've true yeah yeah <laughs> And, and also, people mention that often too. And again, just just to save the the future question, I also just learned to do that from Instagram and making these videos. Like wow. it was just a byproduct of of posting, and and I got a job from it. Did you really? <laughs> I do, oh I my do gosh. it as my yeah. It's <laughs> nothing to do with with music, but uh, but yeah, I work in social media one hundred percent because of this, you know, music Instagram that I created. So dream big kids wow <laughs> uh, are you able to tell us how that started or anything more about that yeah i mean i do i do work in social media for a couple different small businesses uh and also through that i've ended up doing you know sound treatment for a couple other podcasts and you know that type of stuff so yeah i do sound editing i do some light videography and content creation so all of the work I do now is, you know, creative field adjacent, whether I'm doing music or stuff that's close to it. Mm -hmm. That's all I do. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. But and eventually, very soon, hopefully, you're going to be adding um, soundtrack to movies and video games uh, to that list. I'm sure you keep this up absolutely. and that is going to be so, so sick. Yeah. That's the goal. So, oh, wow. so the the marshlands is uh, you know a good example of some lo-fi, distressed kind of orchestral music that I wrote by myself. Most of the parts are performed. Uh, the the featured in that jam is the Roland SHO one eight, and the OP one is in the background there, and the Yamaha Reface CP. Is that the little and... piano tings that I heard? The Yamaha. Uh, yeah, though I'm using it for a few different things there, cool. but a lot of like everything in these three tracks that are coming out from this Marshlands group are all, they're very affected. Like they're really messed with. There's a lot of tape effect and I, I use oh, uh, RC20 cool. by Excellent Audio a lot. That's a really great effect. I Anybody who wants to make music that sounds mm -hmm. like mine, like you absolutely have to get that. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Does it RC20 do, does that do the tape effect or... It does. Yeah. RC twenty is like a is a retro color uh, VST. It's an effect VST, and I use it absolutely on on everything I I ever make. Cool. At least in some capacity, it's great for stereo uh, and mono. You know, switching mm -hmm. and uh, it 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 just it does. It's incredible how much it can do. Uh, RC twenty and DS ten, which is a drum sculptor, both by Excellent Audio, wow. amazing secret weapons. Oh man, like well, I'm. That's getting me really pumped for um, this collection of uh, ambient, you know, soundtrack music that you're coming out with. Any ideas to when it when the EP might drop? Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna. I decided today, after thinking about how, if I was gonna share this with you or not, <laughs> that I'll probably just drop all three tracks one at a time, a week after another. And then when all three are out, then, uh, you know, there'll be a, a little EP. Beautiful. So I'll drop the first one uh, next week and then uh, the next one the week after and the next one the week after that. Dude, that is awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear any of that, like all of that stuff. That's going to be so cool um, to listen to just the different moods, the different ambient kind of vibes that you are um, creating, um, especially with the um, with the tape saturation type effect on it. That's going to be really cool to listen to just with like with headphones. So. Yeah, awesome yeah. wow listen to, it, listen to it on your best system right no uh, seriously <laughs> myself too so i'd appreciate feedback from producers if you guys like the way it sounds or you don't nice. and you want to you want to rip on me that's fine too <laughs> just uh, dm me and tell me what you think 
Awesome. Well, thanks, Ainsworth. We're about out of time now. Um, we're going to wrap things up here. Is there anything else, any other shout outs or any other plugs you want to say before we close? Uh, yeah. Uh, follow me on YouTube because um, not a lot of people are doing that. I want to get up to nice. a thousand subscribers this year. If, if anyone who's listening isn't following me, go follow me there. Uh, TikTok, I don't care as much. If you're doing <laughs> it, fine. I'm, I'm still posting there. Less important to me. But YouTube is big. And please go stream my tracks. A lot of people listen to my jams and then they never ever end up finding their way onto streaming platforms. I And you ask me every day, folks. Yes, I make real full songs and they are on streaming platforms. You can listen to them there. The links are in my bio or you can go to AimsStudioLab.com. Awesome. Well, okay. Ainsworth, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on Second Operator. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Toronto. I can't wait to have you on again. Maybe do a follow-up at some point after your cinematic musical career takes off. And um, I just can't wait to just see where all this stuff explodes off into. So really, thank you so much for being on here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, yeah. We'll catch you around. Take care. All right. Again, you can follow Ainsworth right here on YouTube as well as on Instagram at at sign Ainsworth the Musician. In his bio, you can find his link tree and that has a bunch of links to his website as well as all of his music on Spotify. So if you are interested in hearing some of the more studio-based uh, stuff that he has created, please give that a uh, look. You've been listening to Second Operator. Thank you so much for joining us here on the live stream and for being part of this awesome Dallas community. If you want to get in touch with me with any news or community shout outs, you can connect with me on Instagram at second.operator as well as on Twitter at second underscore uh, operator. I had to find a different handle there. You can also find us right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash at sign second operator. And eventually you'll find us on every podcasting platform in the universe. Um, if you want to support our show, we are actually on Patreon at patreon.com slash second operator. There's currently two tiers available. Both, to, uh, both tiers get a cool second operator sticker. So if you're interested in that, please go check it out. It would mean the world to me if you did. Um, that means I also get a sticker as well, which is um, going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to see, you know, where in my studio I'll put that. Anyways, thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Thanks. A really, really big thanks again for Ainsworth uh, for coming out and joining us here. Next week, I'll be interviewing North Games Studio, and I cannot wait to get... Um, into conversations about video game music, uh, OP1 stuff. I can't wait until um, you guys can hear that conversation. Keep an eye on my Instagram page, um, subscribe to this channel here on YouTube, and we will let you know when that episode is going to stream. Thank you so much again for joining. We will catch you in the next stream. Bye, guys.